It's so difficult to really change. Difficult? <laughs> why, why, look here. Changing from bad to goods is as easy as taking your first step. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking across the floor. Put one foot in front of the other. And soon you'll be walking out the door. You never will get Hello, welcome to Four Feet Running, episode number 70, 70, 70. Oh, 70. 70, yes. So we're here right in Philadelphia. Yes, we are. Convention center, we just printed fresh stuff, which is cool. I got gloves and a tech shirt and some kind of Geico thing that Velcroed with a pocket. Is that a, like a reflective? That's a reflective yeah. thing with a pocket on it, like an armband. Yeah, we're looking. We need to get more reflective stuff. We've been running in the dark a bit lately. Almost winter and everything. And a bar that I'm completely allergic to. <laughs> what is it? A tune with dairy probiotics, chewy chocolate bar with nuts, with nuts in it. So that's like death in a package for yeah, you. That is. I'm going to open my swag bag. I've just picked up my bib. I got the usual Dick's 10% off coupons. So that means it's still overpriced by about 12%. My number is... What are your number? 7894. 7894. I am... In the purple corral. Purple corral. I'm in the last corral, the blue corral. My number is 27,050. <laughs> That's all, huh? Yeah. This is my definitely my biggest race. This is your second time running Philly. Yep. I got a PR last time and right. still stands from two years ago. Ooh. So I'm hoping to get that PR again. You're going to erase that? Yep. I'm looking at my texture right now. It's I like also it. it's burgundy. Yeah, I got a nice burgundy long sleeve texture with the map on the back. It says kick asphalt. Yeah, much cooler little... than the last one that I had from two years ago. Yeah, yours was a gray. Yeah, it had a pretty boring map on the back. Yeah. Running means Philadelphia half marathon. Oh, that's nice. It's actually, a very nice shirt because I use mine all the time. It's very yeah. comfortable from 2007. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to use this one all the time, too. It's worth doing the longer race. <laughs> yes. We're going to go to the expo, take a look around. Yeah, we're just going to record some sounds and stuff from the from the expo. I got my gloves. I got gloves. Are these wicking away gloves or what? They are. Wow. <laughs> but I don't think we're going to need them tomorrow because it's going to be kind of warm. Right, yeah, and they're saying it'd probably be around 50-some degrees. I think 45 to start, 50 to end. Isn't warm by most people's standards. Like, our in-laws are supposed to be cold tomorrow. I'm like, no, it's actually kind of hot. Yeah. Well, not hot, but, like, warm. For me, it's kind of hot. Because I'm yeah. really hot when I run. I haven't worn all, all season. All running it's season. It's been so, like, warm. 50s, 40s. Yeah. I'm just figuring out this bag here. What's this new trend they have with bags with a bunch of s- strings on them? I see these all over the place and I don't quite get it. All right. So we're just going to go shopping.
someone thinking he was a mannequin. Oh. It's an actual real person. I just had a whole food yesterday. <laughs> I, know. I, I kinda stared like, at her too, and I felt bad, and she blinked. I <laughs> scared the hell out of me. <laughs> I, know, I just kind of like looked at someone like up and down, and was like, oh, "That's a nice shirt." Oh, you're a handsome fella. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. See, that's what I want. I know. I just want like a running vest. Because, you know, they're like, I want to run with something warmer, but I don't want, you know, it's a little cooler with my arms free. Yeah, I like my vest. I wear them a lot. What does G mean? Grande. Yeah. It's large. Oh, yeah? How much do they want for it? I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet. Though. $40 in a bet. I mean, it's got a Philadelphia marathon on it, but... It's the only one. Amazing. Is it the line to go buy things? That's a nice shirt. You want a souvenir? Maybe. If you got a thingy. Yeah, I'm getting this. That'll be my souvenir. Oh. Glad I got this running vest. This is pretty much just what I wanted. No. Fleas. We got the stick. We got Kentucky Derby Festival Marathon team in training. We got Brooks over here. Whole assortment of shorts and tops. Twenty percent off. Light blue. They got brown. That's helpful if you break another gel bottle. I know. <laughs> Rock and roll Philadelphia half marathon. this rock and roll Philadelphia? September 10th. You know what? Maybe I'll run this. I think this is the distance run, but they just took it over. That's a nice shirt. And Franklin running. Do you guys need any help? It's a great shirt. It's the only place where you find that logo. My wife actually designed that logo. Oh, really? Yeah. Shoes your size, you can't get shorts your size. Shoes small and size 7 is very difficult. Okay, so that was a pretty nice little expo. Yeah, I got some shorts and some shirts. Yep, I got, I got a fleece running vest. Finally, you've been looking for one for ages. I've been looking for them for you too, and I can't find any. Like, light enough, but fleece. Mm-hmm. I've only found heavy fleece ones or puffy fleece. Yeah, puffy down vests. Yeah. You can't run that. No. That's the point. No. I wanted just a full thin, thinner fleece running vest because I, you know, I have big fleece things that I run in in cold winter. Hot. Yeah. Yeah, this would be perfect weather for you. It'll leave the arms cool. Body warm. Yeah. You keep your trunk warm. That's the important thing. Well, so I got a t-shirt for my dad to thank him for watching the dogs and cats. And the cats, hopefully. Yes, and hopefully he takes them. He wasn't too interested in watching the cats and feeding them. No. <clears throat> We're hoping we have two alive cats when we get home. Yeah, he's not a cat man. No, he likes the dogs, though. Yeah. He'll be fed. Yeah, my dad loves the dogs, but 
Gatsy could care less about. Yeah, I got my grandmother's t-shirt. She'll probably hate it. <laughs> what else is new? Well, she's told you before when we go places, no more t-shirts. But then she wants stuff. Then she asks, like, what she gets. Where's my t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a difficult person. <laughs> This is the day before, and it's sunny. It's in the fifties. I'm just a little warm because it was about three thousand degrees inside that convention hall. Oh, it's hot. Unfortunately, we didn't get to meet up with anybody, but yeah, well, we had to go a little earlier than planned. Like, yeah. So how's your training since uh, since we recorded last? Oh uh, well. Last recording Halloween. Halloween. God. And today is the twentieth, twenty-first of November. Long story short, it's been going good. Yeah. <laughs> it's been going all right. I did a 12 miler, which so I've topped out at 12. Yeah, I ran it with you. Yeah. I did okay. I got a little tired toward the end. But, uh, yeah, you did good. Yeah, you wanted a good clip. Actually, you beat your own 10K PR. So. Yeah. And you still did six more after that. <laughs> yep. And, and on a hilly route, too. It was on a hilly route, too. Yeah. You're not getting too afraid of the hills anymore. So that 12-miler was the week before, yep. right? So it was my long run the week before the marathon. It's really not like much of a taper. I don't have a taper because it's a half marathon. You don't really need one. No. I mean, you rested this week. You didn't do over run. This week was just a, a two and a five, which was strange because I didn't run a five in ages. <laughs> no, you didn't know how to fuel for it. <laughs> do you have your system? I do use heat, which I hadn't used heat in a while because I'd been doing all these runs that were either too short for heat mm-hmm. or too long for heat. Well, you prefer um, gel, don't you? I actually prefer if I'm going to have like liquids and electrolytes and fuel, I prefer plain water and the Endurolite pills and gel. Endurolite pills are nice. Yeah, they work like a charm. They do. I know, you don't get cramps anymore. No, not what really. that issue? Yeah. So that should hopefully fix the side stitch issue for this half marathon. I shouldn't get that then. Hope. Assuming I do everything properly and I breathe smoothly. And oh, you'll do great. Your training's been good. It's been pretty positive. I've been tapering more than Fitzy allows. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was up to Fitzy, you'd be overturning ox carts. I know. Well, I think it's a little bit too much sometimes. He's brutal. So I cut some of the runs out and rearrange them here and there, but overall I feel like I taper. And I'm in the anti-taper mode, feeling insecure and miserable. Grumpy. Yeah, that grumpy, though. A little I grumpy, like actually. running is like my work suffered. It spilled over into your regular life. I just couldn't draw. Your non-superhero life. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't think running makes me very creative, but I do think it helps focus me. My uh, drawing's been lackluster lately. My drawing ability. I'm rather down. Get it back. Once you, once you finish this marathon. Awesome. At this point, I just want to get over with. Yeah. <laughs> 
nervous. Training's been strong. I like a four this morning. Four before your big yeah. race. Fitzy wanted me to do five, then four, then the race. <laughs> I don't think so. So I took that five out. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did the four because it was beautiful this morning. Yeah, it was a nice day for you to run. I was kind of by myself and looked around, saw all kinds of other runners. The city is full of runners. Everybody's here preparing. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to see other runners. I like it. So now, normally, would be the portion of our program where we would take you live to the Philadelphia Marathon and Half Marathon scene, where you could listen to some of the fantastic audio from the race. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Because? Uh, Batteries? The batteries died in the recorder, yes. Yay. Uh, again, I think our recorder's busted. I uh, don't know. I, I got cheap batteries from Costco. Yeah. This happens every time we record, so it makes everything a little more annoying. Yes, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> so we'll just have to recap in the studio. We did our races, and uh, we apparently survived them because we're here. So you want to uh, recap? Let's see, what we do after the expo? We had a little bit of a, of a snafu the night before. We had a hotel suite in downtown Philadelphia, and uh, just to set the stage for the rest of the race that is to come. We had a hotel suite with a kitchen and a fridge and everything, and a stove and, and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure people know what a kitchen is. Okay. <laughs> So we got our own food because we figured, you know, your son- stomach has been very sensitive lately. We don't want to chance it with any sort of weird nope. foods. I've been really good. Yeah. Everything excellent. Yes, you've been not having anything you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Eating very clean. Uh, we went to Whole Foods mm-hmm. um, the night before and uh, we bought a whole bunch of groceries and things. We bought some chicken thighs because that was the only kind of raw meat we could afford. <laughs> <laughs> and vegetables. So uh, the night before, um, I, I was just going to saute some quick green beans and stuff so you can have some vegetables and stuff. And uh, I ended up almost burning down the whole hotel. I leave you for like 10 minutes and all of a sudden the smoke alarms are going off. <laughs> but you know, you do this Every time you cook. <laughs> At home, too. You, you Almost every time you set off all the fire alarms in our house. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what you're doing. But our kitchen's always smoky. I never set the alarms off. I guess I must just use too high a heat. Yeah, so embarrassingly, the guy from the front desk had to come up and knock on a door. 
yeah. uh, ask if things were okay and if we need to evacuate. <laughs> yeah, because we're waving dish towels, these little tiny dish towels, in front of the smoke alarm. Because all I can see is that there are sprinklers all over the ceiling to the room. And I'm like, oh, sh**. What if the sprinklers go off and all of our stuff is just soaked? The bed is going to get soaked. All our luggage is going to get soaked. And the TV and the everything is just going to get the couch and all that stuff. is just <laughs> going to get soaked. On the night before the marathon, I was, like, petrified. And the guy ended up coming in and uh, making sure that everything was all right. And we, we didn't get everything all soaked, but... That was very anticlimactic. Yeah, but luckily... Well, actually, I just turned on the fans. That's what happened. <laughs> so I think what happened was I just... I used too much uh, heat in the pan. I'm just not used to cooking on an electric stove. But you do it at home with the gas stove. <laughs> so I'm thinking it's you, not the stove. It's the stove's fault. No. No, it isn't. I never set off the alarms. That was our adventure the night before the marathon. You know that being true. You know that that be a lie. If I was to say to you, What was your marathon day like? Uh, well, it started off a little rough because <laughs> I was wicked sick. Oh. I was sick all night and everything. I swear I hadn't eaten anything bad, but like I don't know, something did not agree with me somewhere in our travels. <laughs> I don't know what exactly. I'm suspecting cheese. I don't know. <laughs> Holy crap! I was so sick. All night. It was horrible. And uh, in the morning, too, it was really yeah. sick. And you, you said to me, I don't think you should do the marathon. I know. I was starting to get worried because um, you were you were so sick. You were looking really kind of green. And I don't want to get into details. No, no details. But, but you were I was really just sick. not feeling well. <laughs> and I told you that I was going to run the Damn marathon, go get me medicine. Which you tried to find, but you couldn't find anything. Well, because this was the morning of the race. The race started at, at 7 a.m. We wanted to leave the hotel at 6 to walk down to the start. And this was like 5.30. <laughs> and uh, I was like up and down in the lobby looking for... St- what do they have? And like the, You know that little overpriced like little stock area where they have like, you know, $5 bags of Doritos. Yeah, I didn't care. I wanted things, but there wasn't anything there to help. No, there was nothing that would have helped you. So, except if you needed like Tylenol PM for about $12 for two pills, maybe. I didn't need that. I didn't need to go to sleep. I didn't have a headache. But so, luckily, everything worked out um, a little past six. <laughs> I yeah. think I got everything, whatever, out. Yeah, it all left your system. And um, I managed to get to the marathon start line. It was a little dicey, though. <laughs> <laughs> a little worried. Yeah. And a little dehydrated, too. I mean, I tried drinking stuff, but, like, you know, I was not you staying want, in. Yeah, you don't want to put more stuff in there. You know, I was so irritated. <laughs> 
would rub me nuts is that I have been like a little food Nazi, you know, very mm-hmm. eaten as well as I could. Very, very careful. The night before, my sister, as you all know, live in, lives in Philadelphia. That, you know, so we visited them and everything, and we made special care that there wasn't any, like, no one slipped you any bread Actually, or no one slipped me any carbs. <laughs> Play with yeah. meat and cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, there's no carbohydrates or vegetables. Which also will work into. Yeah. But you were basically, you made sure that you didn't eat anything that you knew could trigger. That was really good. So we get, we go to the race and, you know, there's a little bit of time, but it's corralled this year. In 2007, it wasn't corralled. Mm. I was in the purple corral, you were in the blue corral. We found everybody's corrals but our own. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's, it's We wouldn't have been able to record anything anyway because the, the speaker was incredibly loud. <gasps> I just spilled hot cocoa all over me. That's all right. That stains, you know. I'll be right back. Where's <laughs> the joy living with you? <laughs> Someone was asking me the other day on Twitter, you know, about kids and <laughs> someone, if I was going to have them, and somebody said, yeah, you already do. Damn. I don't think he was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I got a big cocoa stain all over my shirt. We found all the corrals. Mm-hmm. Like, there was black and maroon and all these other ones. Green, orange. But we couldn't find... The purple and the blue ones. And nobody there knew where they were. No, they misdirected you several times. I ended up finding the pace group that I was going to run with, um, the 415 pace group, and I just stayed there. I looked for the the blue corral for a while. Yeah. I asked, like, three volunteers. One of them knew where it was. But, yeah, so I found it. I was way in the back. Way, way in the back. (laughs) The blue was the last corral. Exactly. But um, I like I like the corrals. It was much better than um, 2007, where I found a place and got elbowed to death <laughs> yeah. going out. They had pace groups in 2007 too. Yeah, but not but corrals. Not corrals. It, this one was it was it all started in waves, and it was like the commentator guy and Bart Yasso and the mayor doing chatter the whole time no rocky music to set it off with you know, no rocky music that's another reason why it's like well even if we had recorded it's like well there was no rocky music one at one point the announcer and the mayor of philadelphia did try to improvise it themselves by going na 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 it was pretty sad yeah it was as sad as that it was just like that i'm trying to do it badly on purpose I think we make a real sharp couple of coconuts. I'm done with your shot. What do you think? Huh? Let me see. My wave started. Um, it took a little while. It took about, what, I don't know, must have been like a good 15 minutes you, before yeah. we started off. And um, I tried to stick to the 415 pace group as, as best I could until about mile seven. She was great. She was a great pacer and everything. She was, you know, handy. She had tips and things, and she was real friendly and uh, very personable. But mile seven... Someone took her out. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was running on just a little bit ahead of the pace group, and so it was happening a little bit behind me. But I heard, ah! <laughs> and then I turned around and I saw that she was like severely looked like she was in pain, and then two people like helping carry her to the side. Mm. 
and uh, everybody was, oh my god, the pacer's gone. <laughs> what are we going to do? And then, then people were saying, what happened? And apparently, from what I heard is somebody heard, saw that somebody stepped on her foot. Oh. And they thought they heard maybe like her Achilles popped. Uh. Or something. So, it was just, she looked like she was in a lot of pain. So, she was gone. <laughs> I felt lonely. It was really fun running with the group. Mm. You know, I highly recommend. Mm. Just don't take out the pacer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay, because um, I caught up with her in mile 16. So, I, she came back? She came back. They were cheering her on, like all the other pacers that passed by. Mile 16 is around the time when um, it's an out and back course, so right. you see people tending towards the fast people. Yeah, because like, it loops towards, through Fairmount, Fairmount Park, and yeah. it comes, one goes up one side, down the other, sort and of thing. Kelly Drive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so people were cheering her on for being such a trooper. After mile seven, I was pretty much on my own, and I probably ran way too fast, because, mm. you know, I don't know, excitement of the race and everything. Um, but I did good. I mean, I kept around a 9.30 pace for most of it. Actually, mm-hmm. I was just trying to go by a comfortable effort. And I actually got to meet somebody from Twitter. Yay. So that was great. Yay, Bobby John. Bobby John. <laughs> so we talked for a few miles. Um, we came across from, I think, mile 10 to uh, at least 14. Oh, nice. So that was fun. It's so much fun to meet people. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to people on your run. You know, it was a really gorgeous course. The day was beautiful. So it was nice and sunny and warm. I dressed mm-hmm. way too warmly. Mm-hmm. It was about like 50 degrees. Yeah, I ended up sunny. being about that. Yeah. But my 14, there's a nice big hill. That's right. where I lost my shot. Like, I can't. <laughs> too tired. <laughs> this hill. It was just killing me. So he went on ahead and I, I managed the hill somewhat. But at least when you go uphill, it came down again. That's good. <laughs> so that felt much better. But by mile 15 or 16, when I, just about when I saw the pacer around mile 16, I started getting really, really thirsty. Not having drank anything. Mm. Or trying to, but <laughs> yeah. not staying thing. Um, I, I could feel like I was just very dehydrated. I was a little bit beforehand. And even though I had my bottle, I kept drinking from the stations. By this point, I was just—I was so thirsty. I was running out of water on my own. I mm. need to save some for my own gels and my own, you know, like electrolyte tablets and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was drinking like three cups of water at every station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just wow! I was just so thirsty. I'm like, let me just stop here and drink. <laughs> Keep it coming. Well, that's why I saw the pace group again. But because I was so thirsty, I'm like, I, every time I, we hit a water station, I'm like, I'm gonna. To stop and mm. well, not stop, but like to slow down and get some water. Uh, do they uh, do they say like I think you've had enough, Miss? <laughs> and you said I'll tell you when I've had enough. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I did that with the uh, when they were giving out the beer, right. <laughs> <laughs> which I did drink. Uh, you know, I I did all kinds of things that I, I'm like, oh, Dan's gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> 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 like I, I'm so thirsty, and I just want something. And the water stuff wasn't for a while, like so they gave me a little bit of beer. Hmm. But you know, it didn't bother me, so yeah, I'm okay. Well, you figured you were sick enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my my theory: is how much more sick could I possibly be? <laughs> <laughs> 
right. <laughs> I might as well just go with it. And God, if anything else happens, you know, I, it can't be worse. I just don't want to break my gel bottle or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking of Gordon's phone call. <laughs> Breaking their gel bottle. It's for babies. That's what babies do. <laughs> I broke my gel bottle today. Son, you're you're ten. Ten year olds don't break their gel bottles. That's what babies do. <laughs> anyway, I also got like by mile twenty, I was I was very thirsty and still and, and still and I was very very hungry. I started getting mm. damaged, even though I had gels and everything. I finished those off, but I was starving. I I just felt like like I didn't have enough carbohydrates in me. Yeah. To begin with. I don't know how I know that, but it just felt like that. Mm, you're just sensitive about your body. I guess so. I mean, it's sort of, I wasn't quite hitting the wall, but I was definitely feeling like I wasn't, I used up most of my glycogen stores. Yeah. Because I started slowing down no matter what. And my legs weren't tired. My body wasn't exactly tired. I was just starving. And all mm. I could think about was like apples and pears and oranges and rice and <laughs> that's when I started eating everything on my course you were like handing stuff out I'm like can we have <laughs> and somebody had Twizzlers I was like round on Twizzlers well you love Twizzlers yeah I is. do and I, I don't eat them very much because you know I try to stay away from anything processed mm-hmm. right now you know and I'm like just give me those. So hungry. And every time I ate something, I felt a little bit better. Yeah. I was just starving, like, mm-hmm. for something. And, yeah, I think I, I think rice would have been nice. Yeah. But we didn't, we didn't have time to make any. No. And mm-hmm. I think I think our original plan was to go get sushi. And I think I will do that again. Yeah. We had originally planned to get it. But then you thought, well, but maybe I don't want to be chancy and, you know, risk having, like, you know, raw fish the night before yeah. and get a bad batch of fish. Yeah. And, you know, we've I've never gotten sick off sushi in all the years I've no. been eating it. But you just, you never know when you get well, worried. anything and, eating out, no. I'm always scared. <laughs> and I did everything right and I still got sick, so. Screw it. Yeah, go figure. Who knows? <laughs> but sushi has worked in the past. We have had it for some half marathons. And San Diego, we had sushi. Mm-hmm. So, and that worked out pretty well. I want a strong race. I, I still haven't gotten, like, all the way to the end in a while. But right. anyway, so I struggled through the last six miles. And my pace slowed by, like, a whole minute at that point. I had pretty much run, like, a 930 pace until then. And then, uh... And then it was more like 10 to 11. Yeah. So, eh, I managed. I, I was, at that point, I was, I was definitely, like, cursing. Oh. You know, like, why am I doing this stupid ass thing? Why am I doing this to myself? I'm going to be in bed right now. I know. It hurt so much. I think Goonies is on TBS in an hour. I could be watching Goonies. I could be watching Goonies. I'm just so hungry. If only I could... You know, I could be eating something right now, comfortably, mm. in front of the TV, watching Goonies. Jeez, mister. You're even hungrier than I am. But no, I'm here, starving to death. Uh. <laughs> Trying to grab food out of people's hands. I know. 
<laughs> strangers just offering like yeah, just beer, liquids, and weird candy. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, I don't care. Oh, oh. I mean, I stayed away from nuts. I knew that. Yeah, I we mean, stayed away with people with chocolate with nuts in yeah, it. Yeah, lots of Reese's peanut butter cups being tossed around. So I know not to do that because I didn't want to go to the hospital. Yeah. But, uh, if you can find a seat at the big buffet. They got meat and potatoes, they got beans and rice, they got good country gravy, make you go back twice. They got bacon, bologna, salami, and ham, liverwurst, knockwurst, move along, ma'am. They got big loaves of bread, and to go with these, they got a special table with 12 kinds of cheese. They got all kinds of beer just to quench your thirst. Sorry, lady, I was here first. They got hamburgers, pot roast, strawberry steak. They got big, long tongues that hang off the plate. They got meatballs, meatloaf, roast cornish, hand pork, chops, lamb, chops. I did make it. I did make it back. And I had a strong last mile. So, oh, well, not the strongest, but, like, it, at least I, I got the pace a little bit faster. Yeah. Because there were a lot of people watching. <laughs> a lot of people watching really motivates the hell out of me for some yeah. reason. So... Yeah, well, I can I can understand that it happened to me too. Yeah. So the the last mile was pretty strong, and coming back down to like the finish line, it was a little bit crowded from the people like doing the race. I don't know why, but some people were just walking. I'm like, mm. we haven't hit the the finish line yet. You got to keep going. <laughs> and it, it sort of got, it sort of got narrower and narrower with the people yeah. towards the end, and people were like giving hugs to the runners in front of me, and I'm like. This is, that's great, but can we finish <laughs> first? The clock's still going. I feel bad, but, you know, I'm, I don't want to destroy your moment, but you're hugging right in front of me. Oh. And, you know, yeah. or you're walking and too mm-hmm. abreast, and there's only room for, like, two and a half people. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way. I know. Oh. I really wanted to end and eat something. <laughs> something else. You know, I was hoping they had bananas and things, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Right. <laughs> Apparently, they did at some point, but not when I was there. I saw people with bananas. <laughs> it wasn't bananas they had brought with themselves. No, right? no, but it, the food was pretty empty. It all there were were like pretzels. In chicken broth soup. I'm like, I cannot stomach chicken broth soup, but oh no, I'll just have a pretzel. <laughs> I'm like, Dad's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> the beer, the pretzels. No, it was a soft it's pretzel. Still, yeah, yeah, it's still bread. Well, though. I waited until like the very end, like when I was searching for you. I'm like, I can't find anything to eat. Mm. I didn't want to wait in line for the chicken broth. <laughs> yeah, gruel. So I just ate one. Yeah. And then I found you. And you had a whole bag of treats. Yeah. So I ditched the pretzel. I had saved some goodies for you because I had suspected that by the time you finished, there might not be the proper kind of goodies that you could have. Good thinking. Yeah. Because it wasn't. You had an orange and apple juice. Yeah, all stuff that I knew you should have that wasn't ready. <laughs> They were rows of, of like, empty boxes and pretzels. Yeah. That was pretty much it. I assume that's where all the bananas were. Yeah. Maybe they were getting more, but I missed them. Um, They made pre-made bags with an orange and a little uh, plastic tub of orange, uh, apple juice, and, um, and like, yogurt bars or something like that. Yeah. 
They, they were sort of pre made. for me. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was like sort of complicated I, at the end. It's not like I came in last and there should no, be nothing no. left. I don't know. No, I mean, plenty there's of, plenty of people behind me. I don't know what they ate. I think as we were leaving. Were they to, put more stuff out? I saw they had, like, they, they looked like they were putting more stuff out. Okay. Maybe I was just in a bad spot for been. food supplies. Yeah. I was just, I was so hungry, which is weird. I mean, all my, my training runs too, I've been really hungry. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm not eating enough during my runs or something. Maybe. I don't have a problem with eating food. Like, you have a problem eating solid food. Yeah, after afterward, it's like, oh. I'm I fine, know. I can eat anything. I mean, <laughs> my problem isn't eating, it's just what I eat. Yeah. <laughs> I like eating, eating's fine. <laughs> This is like the stuff that I eat is like either makes me very sick or very, very sick. (laughs) So, yay. (laughs) But I did get a PR. Yes, you did. Your time was, you want to say it? It's four hours, 20 minutes, and 36 seconds. All right. So, my previous time was like four hours and... 37 and like 50 seconds, something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like 18 minutes off my PR. That's very good. 18 minutes off. That's a big chunk of time. Yeah. I, I mean, I was really hoping for a 415, but I'm not complaining. Yeah. I don't know. This is my sixth marathon. I still haven't figured things out. So go figure. Yeah. Don't listen to me about whatever to do. <laughs> there was some uh, confusion at first because I think when we first got back, you had suspected that your time was 420 and, and that. Actually, my Garmin was spot on. It was. It came out, my Garmin said 4 hours and 20 seconds, uh, 20 minutes and 40 seconds. Right. So it was only 4 seconds off of the, uh, off the official the time. But I guess when some people were tracking you online, they said you had come in, originally the tracking system said you had come in at 4 hours and 9 minutes. Yeah, I think it was wrong. Yeah. So there was a lot of misinformation out there. Yeah, people were thinking you really blew your time out of the water. <laughs> I know, I wish, but not quite that good yet. Yeah, but it was, I guess some people had seen four hours, nine minutes, and then later it changed to four hours and 20. Yeah. Which uh, was more accurate. I think the site might have missed on it. Yeah. Because I'm the only person, I'm the only Nick Wong, so uh, there's no one to get confused with. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a site maybe that was a little off. Yeah. It was down for a bit. But still, 42036, that's great. Well, I'm that's just happy great. to have a PR. That is a, what, what pace is that? That is a 956 pace. Now, see, that was my biggest goal, was just to get a sub 10 minute mile pace. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I didn't care if it was like 9.59, as long as it was a, a 9 over there. Yeah, you just That's want all I really, picture. really wanted. <laughs> so I feel pretty good about that. Do you think uh, you've done so well because of Uncle Fitzy's training? I think so. I think those long tempo runs have really helped make me um, run a lot faster and longer. I've got my my speed up and my stamina up. I I know I did, you know, Uncle Higgy for a while and, uh, you know, with the little speed work. And that that did get me some PRs. But then I got injured. Mm. And I started back up again and... 
you know, I honestly think like the quality of the runs for Uncle Fitzy's plan is is a lot better and stronger. Yeah. Like the longer distances, and you know, I've gotten a lot of PRs, a mm. lot of bigger PRs. I know. Well, taking eighteen minutes off. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. A, that's a big chunk. It's yeah. not just seconds or minutes. And I think if I had gotten the nutrition right, mm. I really feel like I I could have kept going. My legs weren't tired. It was just I was just dehydrated and very hungry. And, and you know, if I hadn't been sick and stuff, yeah, I think I, I got rid of whatever <laughs> anything that was in me yeah. was gone. <laughs> so maybe for the next time, I'm going to have sushi mm-hmm. for a marathon. And yeah. a proper amount of carbs in there. I, I think I'm going to do the uh, Uncle Fitzy plan again, definitely. You know, I, I would try to be as faithful as possible to it. You know, occasionally life got in the way. And definitely I had to reboot it, you know, to the 12-week plan to the 18-week plan. And that seemed to really help. You know, one thing is that you're doing so much running. It felt like I was running all the time. Mm, constantly. And didn't have very much time for anything else, especially cross-training. Mm. So especially towards the end, I, I had trouble fitting in any kind of weightlifting. I was too sore mm. <laughs> from weightlifting to put in the quality into, like, uh, a speed work session and vice versa. But I think with the um, when I start up again with the Uncle Fitzy plan, I'm going to try doing the 18 week, and uh, I think I'll be a little bit stronger the next time. I hope. I think so. I think maybe you can try it again. And yeah, it's it's funny how um, ever since you've done it, and it seemed like people were kind of people follow you on Twitter and Facebook and Daily Mile and stuff. They were kind of waiting. I know to see how you would do with this marathon. And then as soon as you were done with it, everyone was like, Hey, who's that guy whose training plan you were following again? What's his name? I know. I'm giving um, his link uh, on Amazon out a a few times now. (laughs) Well, the man gets results, I have to say. You know, I I definitely feel like I'm a lot stronger runner now. Than mm. with Hal Higdon. Even with the uh, speed work sessions of mm-hmm. Hal Higdon, I feel a lot stronger this time around than ever. Yeah. You know, I feel a little more confident. If I could just get the nutrition thing down. I don't know why yeah. it's complicated. Don't ask me. I think the running, I feel, uh, you know, a better runner. Yeah, I felt a little pressure going into this marathon because I had gotten a few, not that that's bad and I don't mind, but, I, you know, a few hints like, I wonder how that's going to work out for you. Yeah, let's just see, shall we? <laughs> no. You're like you're a guinea pig. I know, I did feel a little like a guinea pig. But so far, so good, you know. I, almost 18 minutes is pretty good. I'd say that's very, very good. You know, I think I was just a few shy, a second shy of 18, so... If I wasn't so bloody thirsty, I think I definitely could have pulled up 415. I was really close. Yeah. You know, you're getting to the sub-four territory. I know. If I could get another 18 minutes off, that'd be... (laughs) I don't know if that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) You could. That'd be pretty great, though. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm going to try to do the uh, 18-week plan for the next time. And uh, I did decide what my next marathon's going to be already, so... Or should we wait for the reveal later? Uh, maybe later. Okay. Tune in later in this episode when we talk about our next race plans. Okay. <laughs> now you've hooked them. But we're all happy. I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining about the, uh, 
I just wish it was a little stronger at the end. I haven't had a strong end of a run in a while. Right. So, actually, not since the uh, last Philadelphia Marathon in 2007. That was actually a, a strong last six miles. Mm. I remember. I actually had more energy than ever. That's you what were, happens in two years. Yeah, you weren't all weird back then. No, I wasn't. I miss that. Eh, eh, it could be worse. There are worse things to be worried about. I yeah. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Yeah, I'm happy. Just like a cello. And you'll be fine. Just like wine, and I ain't lying. The blue juice special, rolling along. The blue juice special is the nightclub song. You'll feel great like a P38. The juicy, 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 juicy groove juice. I'm proud of you. You did good. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this was your second half marathon. We'll talk about my race now, I guess. It's, as we said, it was uh, hellish trying to find the corrals and everything. Mm-hmm. So I finally found it. And I was all the way in the back. It took me, it must have been about 35 to 40 minutes to finally cross the start line from oh boy, the first Boy, that's a long time. It took a long time because of all the waves. And I never even told you this, but when we started, at, at some point they said, uh, the announcer said, uh, everyone out there who's a marathon or half marathon runner, please raise your hand. And all the people around me raised their hands. I raised my hand everything. And then he said, Oh boy, it looks like we got another wave out there. Oh, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) So you just annoy the announcers? I guess so. I guess he had miscounted or something, or the volunteers. At one point, the volunteers were walking through my corral saying, Half marathoners, wait over here. Marathoners, go forward. So I think he was trying, but you could hardly hear him because the speakers were so bloody loud. So I think what they were trying to do was separate the half and the marathoners and just let the marathoners go first and then make another wave of just blue corral half marathoners or whatever. But I don't think that worked quite. Actually, that's backwards. It should be the marathoners first and then the marathoners. It was very strange. And so they did that, and they told us to wait and whatever. And then after they said that, and he realized the announcer realized there was another whole other wave of runners that had to go. And then at some point, they said, you know, three, two, one, go. And a bunch of people who were way up in the front, like they had, uh, uh, there was some space between us uh, and the, the starting line where a bunch of other people, other runners were gathered and everything. The three, two, one, go, hit the horn, whatever. They all went, and we were all waiting. And then the announcer said, so now, if I'm right, oh, there should only be 8K runners left on the road. And all of us looked around and we said, oh, sh- should we be going? <laughs> oh, so we were man. all like, oh, crap, I, I think we have to go, right? So we all started going, and that we're like, oh, I don't care. We're not even waiting for the volunteers to let, let us go. We're just, we just went. <laughs> So we we crossed the starting line or whatever. And my first mile was kind of slow because I was with a lot of walkers. There was a whole group of uh, people from Prevention Magazine who were going to be walking. And I saw them. Yeah. I saw some of them at the end. 
Yeah, they were going to be walking either the half or the full. I'm more than happy to see people walking these races and everything. But please, for the love of Christ, don't walk six people abreast <laughs> when there's a race situation. I know. Because I have to go around you. And you're just blocking yeah. the road. And you don't want to be rude because, you know, dodging in and out of people is not yeah. nice. And I don't want to cut people off or, like, weave in and out too much because, like, it's not good for me. It's not good for them. It's not good for anybody. Walking is wonderful to do, like, these races and everything. But, like, you just got to have proper race etiquette and don't block the entire road. Uh, so it took me a while. My first mile was like 13 minutes and change. Yeah. Because it was kind of slow uh, out of the gate and, you know, kind of slow getting around everybody. And there were just like so many groups of walkers that I had to just weave in and out and everything. I guess I kind of expected that the first mile would be slower anyway because there would be that and it would be more crowded and everything. But I did see the joggler. Yeah, the same one I saw in 2007. Yeah, the same one in 2007. And I saw him, too, um, <laughs> at the out and back portion of the uh, the marathon. Yeah, he was going around my pace and joggling three uh, beanbags. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Occasionally, he would drop one and he Actually, would have I to stop. I thought they were apples. But I might have been delusional you at that were just point. Hallucinating fruit. <laughs> I was. I was so. I was so wanted an apple oh. at that point. Uh, he would drop one and have to stop, and then go run back and get it, and then keep moving and everything. But yeah, it was a. It was a good half of a half a marathon for me. Well, but the first half is nice and flat. Oh yeah, it's super flat through uh, downtown Philly, and yeah. uh, it's it starts right in front of the art museum. And Ben Franklin Parkway. It goes all the way downtown. goes down to, like, the river, the Delaware River, I think. Yeah, it's nice there. It's mm-hmm. really flat. And up that Market Street is mm-hmm. very flat. And, and then it becomes hilly around mile seven. Yeah, that's where it crosses the Schuylkill River. Which is very pretty there. Yes. But just the bridge, is just, it starts to incline. Yeah, you have to hit this bridge to cross the Schuylkill River, you know, to get to where Drexel University is. Mm-hmm. And, like, the bridge, you have to go uphill to get on the bridge They're and starting there. bad hills, but... No, not bad, but just it gets hillier then. Yeah. And it's just rolling hills after that. Yeah, especially through the university section yeah. and to the park. Yeah, because... Whatever park that is that we go in. I think it's, like, Fairmount Park, I Mm. think. And it goes by the zoo. Well, I never saw the zoo. No, you never see the zoo. You see the balloon that says zoo. I didn't even see the balloon that said zoo. It's really big. (laughs) I missed it. I had my head down. But it's downhill there. By the zoo, it's downhill. That's a relief. After all the hills from the park. You go through the park, and there's some hills, and about halfway through the park, it's downhill, and then... Mm -hmm. A couple, maybe a couple of inclines, and then really downhill by the zoo. Yeah, and you're just like, <sighs> yeah. It goes up and down, up and down, but like the uphills just really kind of killed me. I made the fatal mistake of early in the morning. <laughs> I did not have any caffeine whatsoever. Well, it's probably my fault because I was saying, "Go get me medicine." <laughs> well, I couldn't go get it. No. <laughs> I was so I was so worried about you know whether you're going to be able to do the race at all and finding you something. I just 
sort of plum forgot to have coffee or tea or anything. And I, as people follow me on Twitter know, I have a lot of coffee every day. And you're addicted to the caffeine. Yes. And caffeine withdrawal is a problem for you. It's a big problem for me. Because um, if I don't have it, I get, you know, headaches, I get really tired, I just get cranky overall. And so I didn't have anything, and I didn't realize, because I guess I, I, plus I hadn't slept well the night before, so I was... <laughs> Probably I was waking you up, and you didn't realize it. Um, so I kind of felt awake in the early morning, and even the first couple of miles I felt awake, I hadn't even realized I didn't have coffee or tea. No. I felt fine, but then, like... I guess I I figured it out when I started to get really sleepy. This was a little bit later in the race. You could really do this better, huh? Both of us? Yeah, I know. I I should have a checklist or something. I know. Next time I'm getting a checklist. You know, do this, do that, do the other. This, this, that was later in the race. That must have been around like mile nine or ten or whatever. I started to get really sleepy. Like, I. I had my eyes shut for a while while I was walking up a hill mm-hmm. because my eyes were just so heavy and I just I was like oh I could just lay down in the grass and just take a nap right now. <laughs> That's bad. If they would just like stop the clock for me, I would just sleep. You know, just just like a twenty minute nap or something. But uh, uh, I was so tired. And I think that really affected me. I also we didn't. Um, use the porta potties before we no, started the race. I was empty. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't think I needed to. I felt like I was fine, and the lines were enormous and slow moving. We yeah. did try for for a few minutes, and nobody was moving. No, so we gave up, and we had uh, gotten to the race a little bit later than we wanted to anyway. So we figured out, oh, screw it, we'll just skip the porta potties and just go. And I was fine it with that. Happened last time during yeah, the first time I did it. Yeah, it happened the last time we did Philly, and it was like it, I was fine for a while, and then while I was waiting that thirty-five, forty minutes for the thing to start in the cold morning, I started to feel like I had to pee. <laughs> that forty minutes was a long forty minutes. Yeah. Man. So I ran like the first seven miles. Like I really, really had to pee a little bit, and then it just got worse and worse. And then around like the first maybe two miles or so, there were some porta potties, uh, and there were a whole slew of people waiting in line. Except Forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, they were waiting in line to use the porta potties, and I thought, well, I'm not waiting in line to use a porta potty. I think I can just hold it. And maybe there'll be some more later on. I think I remember seeing some on the course later on. So I'll, I'll maybe like I'll get lucky later. So I, I skipped the first batch because so I'm like I don't want to lose time like with the porta potty. So I, I you know kept running and I had a you know great first like you know six miles, you know six and a half miles. I hit like the 10k mark at like a good time. You know it was better than my 10k race. Yeah, you're actually really uh, mastering the 10K yeah, at this point. Strangely enough. <laughs> at some point, too, in that first six miles, someone was handing out pretzels on uh, Chestnut Street. They're handing out big, soft pretzels. And no one else was taking one, so I just I ran by and I grabbed it. And I, like, bit into it and, and just bit, like, a huge <laughs> chunk off of it. 
and I realized my mouth was really dry because I, I needed water. Uh, and I didn't have anything with which to chew it and swallow it. <laughs> so it was kind of like, like a mouthful of like salty sandpaper. And I finally got it down and just chucked the rest of it away. At the seven mile mark, they had a water stop. And this is like when it was first starting to be uphill. So you just crossed the river. They had a water stop and some porta potties. And I was like, all right, well, there's not too many people around the porta potties. So, and I see some with like little green handles. Meaning they're unoccupied. Yeah. Uh, and there's some with red handles, meaning there was someone in there. So I figured, oh, there's some green ones. I'm going to go over there. I'm just going to pee real quick. I'll be right out. It shouldn't be, take me no more than 10 seconds. Should be fine. So I, you know, grabbed some water and then I went over to the porta potty. First green one. I opened the door and I see some guy's naked ass. <laughs> Because he had apparently pulled down his shorts all the way so that he could pee. Like a seven-year-old. <laughs> I know. Like a little kid. When boys are, like, first learning how to pee standing up, they have to, like, almost completely disrobe. Yes. Before they can pee. But once you're a grown-up, you, you can manage things. Yeah, then you figure out, like, how to best do it without completely getting naked. <laughs> You gave a little freeze up his bum there. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> Did you slam the door? <laughs> I slam the door shut. And I just, the next one over, I just kind of stumbled over the next one. Because I, I really wanted to hurry. So I just stumbled over the next one and bang, 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 <laughs> knock on it. Now you're going to knock on every body door. <laughs> I know whether it says it's open or not. The bang! It wasn't. It, it, no one was in there, so I just went in quickly. Went. I didn't have to take my shorts all the way down. <laughs> and uh, and I heard the guy and the one next to me leave. So I kind of waited like another two seconds for him to get moving, and then I got for embarrassment's sake. Yeah, just so he wouldn't see me. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't me who saw your bum. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did see him, I ran like the rest of the race. With him nearby. Oh. I recognized his shirt. <laughs> not, not something else? No. no. Did he keep his pants up for the rest of the race? Yeah, he had his pants up That's the whole good. time. He didn't stop again. <laughs> Waiting round the bend My huckleberry friend But that cost me costly seconds. Yes. I the rest of the half, the other second half of the half marathon was significantly slower. Yeah, you have a a very big mark as to like where your pain times uh, slow down. Yeah, if you look at my splits, it's like you know my first mile was slower. Then like I got into like the. 12 minute miles, I, you know, 11, you know, something minute miles. I even hit 11.30 something for one mile. And then once it started to go uphill, it was like, then it was like 13 and a half minute miles. Then it was like 13.50 miles. Mm. At one point, at two miles out of it, I, I think miles 10 and 11, I think I did 14 and change because I had to walk. But I just got really, really thirsty too. I just needed a whole lot of water, and I was so sleepy. 
Um, at some We're point, a mess, huh? I know. I was really so tired. At one point, like I had my at mile nine, I had my uh, my second hit from the gel bottle, mm-hmm. and my uh, which was not caffeinated because we brought the vanilla yes. hammer gel, and I had my Enduralite pills and everything. Because um, I had planned on having those at mile nine. As soon as I had those, I round a corner, and there's some guy uh, and a kid with a big box of goo packets. And the kid's like, I got espresso goo packets. Yes. Espresso. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. I should have taken one. You should have taken one. This uh, would have been a little caffeine. I know, but I was like, I don't know if I want to dump like a different kind of gel into my body now that I've just eaten something. And uh, I was like, I don't know if I'm like, I don't want to get like sick to my stomach or something. Well, oddly, or, your your stomach while running is weirder than mine. It is. It's a little more finicky. But I was like, oh crap! If I had just waited like another quarter mile i could have had some espresso gel <laughs> that maybe would have woken me up because my head was kind of hurting i had a little bit of makings of a headache already and i was just so sleepy so i just the next couple miles were just pretty hellish i just walked a lot of it i thought i was picking up the pace like to make up for it when i ran i was running like you know a 12 minute mile pace like no 12 11 mm-hmm. you know so i thought like well maybe i'm running enough to like make up for it but i guess i wasn't but I I your sh- garmin was off my garmin was off for a while it was it was close in the beginning but then when i started to walk it uh it really slowed down and i w- there were some tunnels and things that kind of threw it off that took off like you know half of a tenth of a mile here tenth yeah. of a mile there Something like that. Plus, I think I have my Garmin. Unfortunately, I have it set to like stop if I'm doing a twenty-minute mile pace. Why are you or doing like, that? I don't <laughs> know. It keeps telling you to change that. Well, I gotta, I gotta change that. But it, if I do a twenty-minute mile pace or less, it stops. So um, I, I gotta, I gotta fix that. But around like mile twelve, I started to pick it back up a little bit because so I was like, it's just one more mile. You know, the, we were by the river, across from the museum and everything so i thought well i'll pick it up a little bit and see if i can I, th- I was still thinking like i could possibly you know i, I was still thinking i could do a pr mm-hmm. thought like well maybe it might not be by like a lot of minutes but maybe like a few minutes mm-hmm. and then you know with half a mile left to go i had to walk a little bit just a, a little bit left and i just drank the rest of my most of the rest of my water and i figured well what the hell i'm like half a mile away you know, if necessary, I'll just, like, crawl to the finish line and just grab some more water. But, uh, so I started to run again, and then, like, there was a crowd and everything, and they were, like... Because you had your name on your... Everyone had their names on the bids. Yeah. So they were, like, come on, Dan, let's go. <laughs> that really helps, though. Yeah. yeah, so that helped a lot. And so I ran, like, the last half a mile of it pretty well, um, and I came in... Crossed the the finish line with a bunch of like really fast marathoners who were just blowing <laughs> by me, and uh, my Garmin said two forty seven and change, which would have been a PR. It would have been a PR, but yeah, but when you take into account the actual chip, it was a two hour fifty two minute six second half marathon which is less than a minute off my pr 
Yeah. So Prowin still stands as the PR. Prowin still stands. That's 251. That's okay. But I think you ran it a little stronger. I think so. Even though I, I still had to walk a bunch of times. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have any stitches. That's good. Because I, you know, I had the Enduralites this time, and I definitely think my abdominal stitches are related to, like, lack of salt. I think it was stronger, although I, I just wish I hadn't walked so much, and I wish I hadn't... If I hadn't stopped to pee... And <laughs> seen that guy's bum. Yeah, and caught a glimpse of uh, the <laughs> full moon. I, if I just hadn't done that, I could have screwed up, like, done all the other screw-ups that I had, not having the caffeine and walking here and there and all that other stuff. And I would have caught... I would have done it. You got a 10K PR. See, it says one hour and seventeen minutes exactly. Yeah, at the ten k at the ten k split, I, I did one seventeen. I think your PR is like one nineteen. Yeah, my race PR ten k yeah. PR is one nineteen and change. So I, I PR. So there. you PR there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's not so bad. <laughs> Maybe you have to train for a marathon to get the half marathon. I think so. Uh, but so, yeah, so I thought, and I even tweeted, I was like, well, according to my Garmin, it's a PR, but it wasn't the chip time. So, well, now we've tested the Garmin, the 4 or 5 is definitely a lot more accurate. Yes, it is. And in a city, too. Yes, because for a while, too, my Garmin, when we were downtown with a lot of the tall buildings, my Garmin was acting very strange. At one point, it said I was doing like a 530 mile. No way. And then at one point I said I was doing an 830 mile. No way there, too. It, it eventually, it, it would catch up, but then at some point it didn't. And I'm just a little disappointed because I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to finish around like 245. Yeah, and your training has been really strong. You've yeah. You're actually getting a lot faster. I have been. At least for 10Ks. Yeah, at least Apparently. that. But I just need to get a little faster for these longer distances, like half marathons yeah. and stuff. And my long runs. My long runs have tended to be around, like, I guess this pace, which is a 13.07 pace. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess my some of my long runs have been like that pace, so I guess that's about right. But I had figured, it's like, okay. on race day I would, you know, be a little better. But just the, oh, it's just so sleepy. I know. And you slept. When you got back to the hotel room, you slept for at least, I don't know, was it two hours? At least two hours, yeah. We got back, and I just, yeah, I crashed on the bed, and I slept for, like, another two hours. Yeah. I just could not keep my eyes then open. Then we went out and got food, and then you slept for about 14 hours after that. <laughs> yeah. I was so bored, because I wasn't tired. I actually, actually, once I ate, mm-hmm. I had, I ate all the fruit in the hotel room. <laughs> and uh I was fine. I'm like I could I could run now. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently I just wanted, you know, some cherry fruit. Yeah, I, you know, I so. ate all the pears and the apples and bananas <laughs> I brought with me. And I'm like, Well, I could actually run again. I wasn't even that sore. My right shin was kinda sore. I think what really killed me was just the lack of caffeine and the tiredness and stuff. Because, like, that's typical for me. When I don't have caffeine, it's like I'm just... I might as well just X that day off the calendar. (laughs) The whole day, it's just gone. Who cares? Because I'm just going to be no good to anybody. I don't have that problem. (laughs) Because I can can drink coffee, not drink coffee. I'm about the same. It doesn't really matter. 
Plus, I had come off, like, a stretch of, like, every day I had, like, quite a bit of coffee. Yeah, so that makes it worse for you. Even, yeah, even the next day, I had, like, some coffee and stuff, but it was still, it wasn't enough. I had, I still had, like, sort of hangover, lack of caffeine hangover, (laughs) and I was, like, headachy, and I wanted to sleep so bad, but I couldn't. It was like, I was so tired, but, like, I could not fall asleep. the little in the car. It took me, like, yeah, two days to recover from this half marathon. I'm not having any caffeine. God. So... I'm not giving it up, either. Don't write in and tell me to give up caffeine, because I'm not. (laughs) No, it's just not going to happen. I'm not an addict. Well, I'm an addict. Yeah, you're an addict. (laughs) I'm not giving it up. (laughs) Because I need it in the mornings when I work. Because I work early hours. Damn it. at all yeah i had fun are you sure i I mean it wasn't it wasn't probably the most fun i've had at a race because it was kind of tough and and i could i knew i could have done better and i didn't have the result i wanted and everything so i mean it wasn't the most fun experience but i mean it is a very pretty course although one tip if it's sunny bring sunglasses because the whole way back it's just sun glaring into your face. Yeah. Just remember sunglasses. <laughs> I didn't have any. I got a little sunburn. <laughs> yeah, you did get some tan on Odd your legs. tans yeah. on my arms. It's got <laughs> interesting patterns going on. There's a lot of crowd support. and Yeah, I think that was the best crowd support. You know, San Diego had great crowd support, but if you're in team and training... Maybe. Yeah. Then you Otherwise, get the best crowd support. yeah. <laughs> you know, if you were just a regular person, yeah. you just kind of heard everybody say, "Hey, go team and training." <laughs> <laughs> but this was more personalized because of the bib. They had your name on it, and so you, I heard my name shouted a lot. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Wall-to-wall people cheering you on, and, yeah. and and definitely coming in. I mean, you you just can't help but run faster. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people there. <laughs> I know. You don't want to disappoint the people. No. <laughs> you want to keep going. <laughs> yeah. But it was fun. I had a good time. I was, I was just hungry and thirsty. <laughs> yeah. That was all. It, the problems that I had with the race are my problem. Yeah. Not the race's problem. Except maybe that thing in the beginning where they didn't <laughs> know that we were supposed to go. Yeah. Well, it was okay for my group. <laughs> are you going to do another one? Yeah, well, I'm thinking next year I'm going to do the Cape Cod Half Marathon Trilogy. Three half marathons on the Cape all year. One's in February. It's the Hyannis Half, Mm -hmm. which you've done before. I did that in, I think, early 2008. Then there's another one also in Hyannis in May. May 30th. Yeah, there you go. And the last one is in October on the 3rd. And that's in Harwich. Uh, And if you do all three of them, you get, like, a special jacket or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At least they did last year. I think it's to be announced. Yeah, they'll give you some sort of prize, TBA. (laughs) (laughs) 
hey, why not? Why not do it? Yeah. And we, we're cl- it's close to home, mm-hmm. and that means you can have coffee. There's no, uh, we can't mess up the nutrition thing. Yeah, but I had been thinking maybe doing three half marathons next year, because I did two this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe, well, maybe I can sneak in another one in the middle somewhere or whatever. And so this seemed ideal, I guess. Well, actually, we did some planning today, and it's, it actually works out very well. So that you don't have very much lag time. You're in better condition for running a longer distance right now. Mm-hmm. So your plan for February will start up next week. You know, I think it helps to have that carrot dangling in front of you. That's for me. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to do that, too. Yep. Yeah. I, was, I was kind of interested in doing that. Yeah. And what else are you going to do next year? Well, I did decide to do the New Jersey Marathon. Yeah. That's on May 3rd or 2nd, something like that. Yeah. That should be fun. Yeah, I, I picked it because we can't travel very far right now. No. You know, we have to pr- stay pretty close to home, and New Jersey's only like a few hour r- hours of a ride. And, you know, we can make it just a weekend. Save money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something close. And... That May 2nd is a very good weekend for uh, time-wise. And that one is, like, very flat and fast. It's two loops. Yeah, I considered others on that date, but that one's that one's the flattest one. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, I wanted to do another state. You know, I have yeah. five states under the belt now. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do, you know, another. Eventually, i like to get all 50 states, but it's a lifetime goal. At least get some of the more local ones out of the way. I don't know what my goal will be. It'd be nice to get that other 18 minutes off, but I'd be dreaming. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not dreaming. You can do it. Next year, things are gonna change. Gonna drink less beer. Start all over again. Gonna read more books. Gonna keep up with the news Gonna learn how to cook Spend less money on shoes So we got some emails, which we will read very quickly. The first one is from Jason, who writes, Hello, Nick and Dan. So I'm moving to the Marlboro area in a few months, which is near, uh, sort of near-ish to mm-hmm. us. And I was wondering if you had any suggestions for running-friendly cities near there. Also, any other advice for a Californian moving to Massachusetts would be great. Why are you moving from California to Massachusetts? (laughs) You know it gets cold and slushy and icy around here, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't really have much of a spring and fall. Well, this year was a nice fall, but... Spring is mostly mud season. Running friendly cities. Don't run in Fall River. No, not in Fall River. <laughs> Cambridge is very nice. Yeah. Boston like is very nice to run in. Around the parks. I wouldn't go too far into scary territory. Boston has like the Charles River Esplanade, which you can run up and down. It's very popular with runners. Nice spots, too, are by the Cape Cod Canal. Mm. Hingham? Yeah, Hingham is very nice to run in, which is a very upscale, shishi-poo-poo town um, just south of Boston, Mm -hmm. southeast of Boston. That whole area is nice. Yeah, the whole South Shore area, Hull, Hingham, Situate, Cohasset. Well, I don't know about Hull is nice. 
Well, yeah, in, Hell's in, in, yeah. in theory, but actually not. <laughs> yeah, Hell's kind of a little bit trashy. In the Marlboro area, no. I don't think we've gone up there. Not really. We haven't really run up there a whole lot. We know Rhode Island better. Actually, because we're closer to Rhode Island, mm-hmm. we tend to run there more. Like Bristol, Rhode Island is a great place to run. Yeah, Newport. Newport. Lovely. Yeah. The whole East Bay bike path mm-hmm. that goes from Bristol to Providence. There's a Cape Cod um, rail trail, too. Right? Yeah. It's not too far away. Yeah, just, uh, you know, an hour and a half or so. Yeah. Uh, Wellesley was nice to run in. Oh, yeah, Wellesley's very pretty. Yeah. Good sandwiches, too. Oh. <laughs> the place in Wellesley makes the best sandwiches. Oh, yeah. But avoid Ming-sized places. Kind of yeah, Blue Ginger's overrated. <laughs> we had some sort of duck dish that was, like, soup with full of But it wasn't supposed bones. to be soup, and all I got were bones out of it. I don't think I ate no. anything out of it. No. These big... Cold, wet noodles and duck bones. Yum. Oh, avoid New Bedford. Yeah, don't run into Bedford either. Bedford's probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not New Bedford. <laughs> Not New Bedford, no. Mattapoisett. It's a great place to run. Yep. Yeah, that's just on the beginning of the Cape. Basically, when you get here, just drive around. It's, you know, there's a lot of fun little places to go. Fall River's a pit. <laughs> there's a lot of variety in Massachusetts. Really? Well, you got cities and you got country. Yes. It's always densely populated, though. Massachusetts is very densely populated. That's yeah. why we have a lot of traffic in our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's always, and, and every town is directly abuts another town. Mm-hmm. So there's always someone living somewhere. Yeah. And, You're you know. never lonely. If Western Mass is like a whole other territory, though. That's another state. That's like. <laughs> We consider them other people. <laughs> we don't count them. <laughs> Pass the Worcester. Anything out of the 128, uh, 495 area is like, I don't know what that is. Although North Adam is very pretty. If you like hills, go there. Yeah. It's North like Adam. three hours away from Marlboro. <laughs> and um, Northampton, yeah, yeah. That's also very nice, apparently. Thank you very much, Jason. There's good luck. Lot, yeah, good luck. There's a lot of fun places. Look us up when you get here. Uh, we got another one here from uh, Amanda. Amanda. She writes, uh, just started my little blog during the running break after the break of the ankle. Ugh. I know. I feel so bad. Ouch. Yeah. You are so great to listen to and enjoy the pics of Myrna and Stanley. Um, and she's JosieGal44 on Twitter. Yes. Uh, you can go there and follow her on Twitter and find her blog. hmm Thank you very much, Amanda. We got another one here from Kristen. Hi, Nick and Dan. I hope you both have great races in Philly. Sounds like you're both on track for PRs. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> on a side note, I'm actually heading to Philadelphia between Christmas and New Year's. Any suggestions of things to do or eat or see other than getting 20 cheesesteaks for four people that is? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> There's that. You got to go to either Pat's or Gino's to get cheesesteaks. There's this one part in Philadelphia where there are two competing cheesesteak across the street. Uh, it's yeah. not even a street, really. One's on one corner, one's on the other yeah. corner. At Pat's and Gino's, everyone has their favorite. I can't remember which one my sister and brother in law go to. I think it's Gino's. 
I don't remember. I don't know, but they may kill me and say, "No, it's Pat's." Of course, you <laughs> stupid idiot. I don't know which one it is, but they tasted the same to me. Yeah, go to both, sample them. I don't know. <laughs> Buy twenty for four people. Whatever. <laughs> ten from one place, ten from the other. <laughs> Got to get a cheesesteak, I guess. I'm not particularly bothered about Philadelphia cheesesteak sandwiches. No, anyway. I can't eat them. So there's the art museum, of course. Yeah, that's a really great art museum, Liberty Bell. Actually, you know what? We don't actually do a whole lot when we go there because we just do family stuff. Yeah, usually. We're actually like the worst tour guides. <laughs> <laughs> As we, we've been to a couple of the museums. Oh, the Mutter. Yeah, the Mutter Museum, the Mutter Museum of Medical Oddities. Yeah, that one's pretty cool if you like gross things. Just freaks in jars. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and skeletons and bones and... The large intestine. Yeah, you get to see a huge colon. You gotta see it at least once in your life, I guess. There's a Rodin Museum as well. I know there's a bar. Oh, the one with the mussels and all the beer? Yeah, there's this Belgian bar. I want to say it's called Monks. Yes. Is it called Monks? I believe it is. Yeah, you gotta go there. They got so much friggin' beer, it'll make you sick. But (laughs) it's great, because it's got so much variety... And they're just awesome. And, and you have to get mussels when you're there. You have to get the mussels, yes. They're really good. Yeah, they come in a bucket. And they're very, very yummy. And fries. <laughs> oh, yeah, the fries were awesome. Yeah, Belgian frites. <laughs> they're awesome. You can go to your sister's house. Yeah, you know, drop into my sister. <laughs> She's got a lot of baby food for you. <laughs> yeah, you have some prunes. Thank you very much, Kristen. We also got another one here from Main Runner Guy. Uh, first of all, let me congratulate you both on an outstanding performance in Philly. Dan, you should be very proud of the progress you've made. It sounds like you ran a very strong half. Nice work. Nick, all that hard work paid off. Crushing your marathon PR by 18 minutes is fantastic. Poor Uncle Higgy. Uncle Higgy's dead to me. <laughs> He's out of the family. He's out. I'm a little late with getting you this race report, but here goes. On October 4th, I ran my first marathon here in Portland, Maine. It was the peak performance Maine marathon. It was a record field for this race with 3,500 people starting. Uh, the weather is very good for the uh, race that day, overcast. He said he felt really good until a little bit before the halfway point when his legs started to cramp up. I was a little surprised by this because I'd never gotten leg cramps so early in a run before. Of all my long runs and training, I didn't get them until the 20-mile mark. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Made the turn at 2 hours and 7 minutes, which I was quite pleased with, although I knew it would be a long haul back with the cramps. Fought the leg cramps the whole way back and finished in 4 hours 31. Nice. There you go. I was very happy to be a marathon marathoner. And yes, Gordon, I <laughs> cried like a baby after crossing the finish line. It was an unbelievable experience, and I can't wait to do my next one, which brings me to my next point. I am very fortunate to have received an invitational entry into the Boston Marathon this year. <gasps> very nice. The running club that I'm a member of, the main track club, got two entries, and they held a lottery to give them out, put my name in it, and won one of the spots. 
That's so cool. There you go. Because Boston filled up really fast. I know. It filled up before the Philly Marathon. I know that. I don't think it's ever filled up that fast before. So he says he starts training December 14th for the 114th running of the Boston Marathon. That's so cool. Yeah. That is very nice. I'm envious. Yeah, I mean, I'm not about to start running marathons because just the time involved is just way too much of a commitment for me. Mm-hmm. But if I had to run a marathon, I'd want to run Boston. you got to run the best. I know. I love Boston, too. <laughs> yeah. Great job there, Jake. Nice and to see uh, you around Boston. Got another one here from Greg. Um, I was looking for you guys yesterday. He wrote this the day after the, uh, yeah. the marathon. Um, though you don't know me, <laughs> as I love listening to your podcast on my runs. Uh, congrats, Nick, on your marathon PR. I checked out Buckeye Outdoors as I knew that you were running and was curious to know your results. Well done. Yay. I have to tell you that a friend of mine who has never listened started distracting me around mile 12 of my half marathon with a theme from your podcast. <laughs> so there I was, heart rate around 180, dying, singing... Put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking out the it door. It works. I sang most of that in the last six miles. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I thought of you guys and wheezed as much to my friend. I picked up, may have picked up a new listener. I'm celebrating my second anniversary of running this month. Picked it up two years ago when I injured my back raking and picking up wet leaves over Thanksgiving weekend. Mm. Having just turned 40, I resolved that I was far too young to be a guy with a back problem. After getting an iPod for Christmas, I took up running in earnest that winter without really intending to started training for races. I ran the Broad Street Run in 2008 just for fun and then decided to train for the Philly Marathon. I ran last year and finished in under my goal time of four hours with a 3.51. Wow. There you go. Nice. Once the euphoria disappeared and I wanted, I started to want it back, I signed up for the National Half Marathon in March. I had run the Philadelphia Distance Run in September 2008 when I was sick and was fairly pleased with my 149. Wow, sick and, sick and 149? <laughs> but this time in D.C. I went out faster and finished in my current PR of 139. Holy moly! <laughs> so after knocking over 10 minutes off my Broad Street time this year, I signed up for another spring marathon, which went well for the first half, but as it was an out-and-back trail run, I struggled mightily to get back, finishing in a non-PR 354. It still sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. He had another good Philly distance run this fall of 140. Pleased with his Marine Corps marathon, finished at 342, although I was with the 330 pace group until mile 19 and got passed by the 340 group. In the last mile. Um, but I figured that I would just go out as fast as I could for the last half yesterday. Tried not to get freaked out by lining up in the front corral with the three-hour pace group. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <out>. God. I <laughs> uh, said that he would go out slower than my splits showed, but I managed to stay with him through the first 5K. When we rounded the corner of Washington Avenue, I was done and stopped for a porta potty <laughs> Wait, did you pull your pants down? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now what's your technique when you're in there? Do you drop them all the way to your ankles, or do you lift up a leg of the short? Yeah, I don't want to know. Um, So you slow down, and for the next mile and a half, until around 8th Street on Chestnut, my friend met me, uh, and he really helped me stay focusing and moving, as the steps would only get harder from there. 
Basically, I sent a new PR in the first 5K and then gutted out the last 10 miles. Chip time is 1.43.13. Anyway, I'm not totally done, but I need to build my base and just work on endurance and speed work. I uh, loves running. He's lost 30 pounds. Holy, that's a lot. He has much more energy for his two kids and plenty of goals for himself. I bet a better back. Yeah, now he doesn't have to worry about raking the leaves. No, have all that energy. You can come rake my leaves <laughs> if you like. Wow, that's great. And he said this all in splits and everything. He looks like he did really well. Yeah, look at that. I mean, he's got six, six minutes and change for the first couple of miles. It's yeah. amazing. His 5K mark is like it's insane. Yeah, his 5K is a is 2107. Wow. I mean, think about that. Like, he did a 653 first mile. So he ran, like, about twice as fast as I did. So thank you very much, Greg. And, uh, yeah, if we're ever in Philly again doing another race, Mm -hmm. maybe we'll say hello. And the last one for today is from Joe. Recently, I discovered that I enjoy listening to podcasts while I run and happened to search for some running-related podcasts on iTunes and came across yours... Well, in the middle of my first run while listening, I discovered that you're from Fall River. Having grown up in Fall River and now living in Somerset, that's the next town over. I run there all the time. Yeah. I've probably seen you, Joe. (laughs) Maybe you're one of the guys I wave to all the time when I run on Sunday. Maybe so. (laughs) I've just recently started running into Somerset as well. They're very friendly over there, actually. Yeah. Fall River, nobody says hello to you when you run. No, not Somerset, people wave. Like, Big waves. <laughs> I don't know these people. Yeah. Well, I say wave back, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it so weird that you just cross the river and everybody's friendly. Like, Morning. Yeah, real cheery. You might get a nod in Fall River. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, I've been kind of getting to know the Somerset runners. I don't know if there's a little group over there. I don't know, for some reason I was running a lot of uh, Sunday mornings. Over to Somerset, and I would see the same people. They all seem to be a mismatched group of people, <laughs> like, running together. Yeah. That were very friendly. <laughs> It'd be nice if there were, like, a, a little club over there. You know, some more people who are interested in this that you can meet in real life. Yeah, that'd be nice. We've said before, the clubs around here are kind of far away. The one in New Bedford doesn't even have a website anymore. Right, yeah. I'm not, I assume they exist, because they put on the Halloween 5K that we ran. Yeah, the spooky run. But apparently they don't care to have a website, so I don't know if they can have members and new members or not. <laughs> and it's still sort of far away anyway, because yeah. I don't want to drive to New Bedford and get shot and run and all that, because it's kind of yeah. hard to run with a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they think this yeah. internet thing's just a fad. <laughs> Maybe. Well, if you're, you're ever out running, Joe, in Somerset, and you see this really short, kind of chubby, bearded guy running around, just say hello, because it's me. <laughs> uh, yeah, small world, huh? Yeah, very. I know. We, we used to never know anybody around here. Who ran? Who ran. But now, like, we know a whole bunch of people around, like, in our area. Like, Mark the Tri Geek. I know. From Twitter is from Fall River. Well, not a whole bunch. Maybe one or two now. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's to be a bunch. I'm working on people. They so. only run if they're being chased. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, well. So that is it for the emails. 
So I think that's it for today. Yep. So. We're tired. Yeah, I gotta go to bed. I'm already like an hour past my bedtime. And the way I've been falling asleep. I've been falling asleep at like seven. Yeah. <laughs> we can. <laughs> I'm way past my bedtime now, too. Yeah. If you would like to be one of the very nice people who sends us email and says hello, you can do that by logging on to your email, client of choice, <laughs> and sending a message to fourfeetrunning at gmail.com with the number four feet running at gmail.com. Or you can send us voicemail on our voicemail line, which is 206-376-0767. Pick up the phone and dial 206-372... One of those. (laughs) There's also going to be photos... Uh, and show notes and links and stuff on the blog, which is fourfeetrunning.blogspot.com. Number fourfeetrunning.blogspot.com. So we will see you later. Yep. Not from a race. No, not from a race next time. <laughs> We've done a whole bunch of those in a, in a row. Yes. So. Mm, see you later. Bye. Stanley. Don't eat your bed.